Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Healthy Happy Hour. I am Joseph Ward. First, I do want to make sure I give a shout out to my teammates, Ms. Matias Sweet and Mr. Ian Costello. They're not here with me now. I have to take care of some other business, but I do want to give them a shout out for all the help that they give. And I want to also give a shout out to Mr. Josh Davis for helping me out and make sure this Healthy Happy Hour is successful. And welcome back to another week. So, I know y'all like, Healthy Happy Hour a bit different. We know. We're trying to get back to our regular thing where we can get face-to-face -face with people. But we also want to get back into the community because we're community people. So, we are here with Miss Camille Lewis with Earth's Garden because we want to make sure we give you information about gardening, about eating healthy, about growing plants, just this more information that we need to get ourselves back to nature and get more health and look healthy and feel healthy. So thank you for being here with us on this Healthy Happy Hour. Thank you for inviting me. Excited to be here. Thank you, thank you. And this is a little hot, so you see me wiping my head. It's okay, I'm bald head, so. <laughs> so give us some background information about yourself. Um, who is Camille Lewis and how did you first get involved in gardening? So I uh, actually grew up in this house. Okay. Grew up in Tallahassee. Uh, my father grew up in Tallahassee, and my grandfather was an agriculture professor up at FAMU. Okay. So my father's side, going back, you know, we come from farmers. So we've always grown food my entire life. It's always been something that I didn't think a lot about. I, I actually assumed as a child, everybody went outside and like right. had to pick some mint for their tea or pick some rosemary for dinner. And I right. thought it was just something that everybody did. Um, but I grew up, you know, went to college. I started to become, I became a teacher. Um, and then once I had my own children and started talking to other parents, I realized that hands in the dirt, growing food in your yard was not something that was common. Right. And in fact, you know, I had a conversation with an adult who was like, I've never stuck a shovel in dirt in my entire life. Wow. And I was like, wow, like this is, you know, this is something that, that needs to be taught, that we need to know right. because our children need to know it. Right. You know, I'm a big health advocate and in order for our children to know something, we must know it first. Right. So my daughter's name is Earth. So out of um, my love for my children, my love for teaching and my love for growing, Earth's Garden was born. Okay. Um, we started with just delivering pots. Um, people would order like a pot set and it was like a patio pot kit. And we bring, you know, tomato, cucumber plant and, you know, uh, a zucchini right. and I teach you how to grow that and give you support and right. it's just kind of expanded okay. and grown since it's since its birth so I remember because um, I pay attention to social media especially people I see doing great things in the community like yourself so I remember looking at the post when you first started as far as getting people to plants and helping them start their own garden thing. I thought that was awesome so what did where did that idea come from say hey well let me create these these many gardens or these plants and starter kits for people to be able to get their garden going. So when the pandemic hit, um, I've always gardened. I think I've always kind of shared my children's gardening journey on social media and just with friends and family. And we always have extra food. So I'm always like, hey, you guys want some tomatoes? Right. It's okay. I'll just bring you so many ways. Right. Um, so when the pandemic hit, you know, people would turn to me and they ask, like, can you bring me a plant? Mm -hmm. Or can you drop off some plants for me? And I was like, you know, the, the idea started from the pandemic, really, and just seeing the the fear of our people of not having access to food for one because I stay on the south side right and then you know even those with access to grocery stores you know people were scared to go into the grocery store people were scared to walk yes. outside yes you know like there was real fear going around so not only is gardening healthy 
a way to get outside, but it also, you know, helps with anxiety, it helps with depression, it gives you a hobby, it gives you something to do, okay. and it, it's always brought me joy, um, and I, I hope that that joy is spread. Right, and so that was the beginning of Earth's Garden. That was the beginning. So, can you give our audience just a little more information about Earth's Garden? So, if someone contacts you to be able to help them in any capacity, what is some, what will the experience be for a person? So some services that Earth's Garden offers right now is we have um, custom-made garden beds. Okay. So if you are interested in having a garden installed at your house, rather it be in the ground, in a garden bed, if you have a patio, you want some pots and you want to decorate your um, patio a certain way, or even if you want to grow indoors, we um, sell tower gardens, which are aeroponic gardens that you can you know, put in your kitchen and you'll have fresh greens in three weeks, okay. repeatedly, every three weeks. Okay. Um, so if you are interested in the garden, we do that. If you have an old garden that hasn't been maintained or is kind of looking a little raggedy, we'll come and we'll spruce your garden up. Um, I actually just left uh, elementary preschool where I was teaching a gardening class. So if you, you know, want one-on-one -on -one classes with gardens, I do consultations, um, edible landscaping. We do gardening classes. I do nursing homes. Um, okay. I just started doing nursing home classes as well. So. Anything with gardening, if I don't know it, I can connect you with somebody right, who does. Right, right, Okay, so you said a couple of things, and I just want to make sure that we are on the same page. You said aeroponic garden. What is that? So aeroponic garden, the way that the tower garden works is there is a pump. There's a, a vessel of water, mm -hmm. and there's a pump in the um, pot of water that shoots the water up. So the water okay. is, is air and water that's feeding your plant, okay. and there's nutrients in the water. So the root systems, which are kind of stuck in, are getting a continual flow of water and nutrients. Okay. And because of that continual flow and it has LED lights around it, you're able to grow food, you know, three times as fast as you could okay. in the ground. And, okay, so there's no soil involved. No soil at all. Okay, all right, so I'm gonna come back to that. Okay. All right, and you also talked about the garden. So whether it's a raised garden, or in the ground garden. So is there a difference in like the quality of the food or how it grows or the rate it grows if it's in a raised garden versus coming straight from the ground? So my personal, there is, there is no difference. Okay. Um, you can grow the same quality food in a raised bed or in the ground. When I say raised bed, I mean a structure built on top of the soil right. and you're putting, you're adding to it. So you're adding soil to it or an elevated structure. So for elderly people, um, I tend to build elevated raised beds that's waist high so they don't have to bend down. You okay. can simply reach and garden. Okay. Um, so there is no, like you can grow same quality food. My preference though, is this is an example of a raised bed. Okay. And if you can see, we have a whole bunch of plants kind of crammed into this small area. Right. And that's called intensive gardening. So because I can control the soil, I can I have more control over the plant, so I'm able to give them more nutrients than I would in the ground. So if it rains, you know, right. it goes everywhere. But in here, it's a contained area. Okay. So because it's contained, you have a little bit more control over what you grow, and it tends to be easier to grow okay. in a raised bed. Okay, now that makes sense. So you, you're able to put different types of plants in this one area and because you put the specific soil and everything here, that gives you the full control over the growth rate and the health of the plants, even, even if it's a multitude of different plants. Correct. And then okay. we choose our plants based off what the plants need. So some plants, you know, need certain amount of nitrogen or calcium. So we kind of, we tend to group plants that need the same thing right. um, together. And that information is easy to find online. Um, successive planting is, is online, companion planting right. um, as well. Okay. So when people are reaching out, what are some of the plants or, or 
or foods that are the more popular that people really like? I would say squash, cucumbers, and zucchini. And that's kind of the season that we're in right now. Okay. Once we get into fall and winter and you get the cooler crops and your greens, mustard greens, collard greens, carrots, Brussels sprouts, all of those crops, <laughs> the leafy greens, the kale and the lettuce, those tend to be really popular. Right, okay. And so, because of the different seasons, um, certain plants grow in certain seasons, certain fruits grow in certain seasons. So when, we, when we're in the grocery store, I'm a collard green person. Well, collard mustard, whatever, I like green. So there's a specific season for the greens. You, know, you said more of the colder season. Correct. So if I'm in the store and it's the summertime, those may or may not be the freshest greens? They probably are. Well, they, it could be freshest greens. Okay. So there's uh, different zones in the United States. Okay. Um, and in each zone, different crops grow at a different time. Uh, okay. And then a lot of farms are using greenhouses and growing indoors. And then a lot of that food gets shipped from a complete different country. Gotcha. So um, unless it's labeled on the bag, you honestly don't know where your vegetables are coming from. Okay. You know, that's why I always encourage farmers markets. Um, there's local farms that sell right off their farm. Right. And that's always, or growing your own. Right. Well, I, I believe that we should get into growing our own because my, I, I got a little conspiracy theory of mine as well, a bit. So my thing is, well, if, if all the power goes out, what happens? How do we grow food? So what are some of the best techniques or best tips you would give someone who wants to start a garden? Just get started. Okay. Just get started. Um, everything in gardening, and my dad has a saying, saying that gardening is just an experiment. Okay. And each year we try something new, each year something dies, and each year something gets messed up. Right. And it's simply an experiment. It's a learning process. It's a lifelong learning process. Um, so if you're interested in getting started, get a pot, get some soil, and get some seeds and see what happens. You right. know. And there's people around you if you're really interested. You can get guidance. Um, the ICFIS Center is really good. We have an extension center here in Tallahassee and all counties in Florida. Um, and then, you know, my, my website's a resource. I always, you know, try to post informational things. And there's like, there's there's a gardening farming community out there. Right. So if you're interested, just get started. Right. And quick question, what's your website? I'll say it a million times. So my website is www.earthgardenllc.com. Same thing on all social media sites, Earth Garden LLC. Right. Okay. So... I like to eat vegetables. I like fruits. I like to make sure that I have my as balanced of diet as possible. And I want to grow this. I want to grow that. Um, if I live in an apartment, so you talk about the aeroponic and different things, but let's say I live in, in an apartment complex or a certain area and I may not be able to do a specific aeroponic or, or whatever, how do I still be able to grow fresh foods or fresh herbs or anything in, in a structure like that so if you have a patio or a porch that gets sun they have um, patio boxes like real small planters okay. that you know fit nicely on the porch you can grow some herbs in there and then there's community gardens so I know in Southwood I don't think they allow gardens on in front or behind the houses right. but they have a community garden okay. um, Frenchtown has a community garden right. Orange Avenue this community garden so if you don't have a place to grow at your home you know, you can find other places to grow. I know Seed Time Harvest rents out plots of land. If somebody okay. wants to rent, you know, a quarter of an acre and they can grow out there. So using your resources and using the community. Seed Time Harvest rents out plots. Didn't know that. 
Okay, so I do have a, uh, another question that's popped in my mind. Because um, I learned about the, you know, the shoe racks, the plastic shoe racks, things that people would use. Mm -hmm. And if they're not using the shoes no more, they would put some soil in it and put some uh, seeds in it. But earlier you were talking about the nitrogen and the different nutrients. So in, a, in an environment like that where you put it in a plastic bag, even though you have the soil, what's the best way to get the nutrients to your plants in that environment? So the best way to get the nutrients is to start with the soil that has nutrients. Okay. Um, so there's certain things you can add when you first plant that will kind of give the, the plant some nutrients and it'll stay there for a while. It's called slow release fertilizers. So they slowly release their nutrients over time. Okay. Um, so additives, fertilizers, worm castings, uh, mushroom compost, chicken manure, all of those are great things to add to the soil in the beginning. And then as you know, the weeks and the months pass by, you can also fertilize your plants. Right. And depending on what plant you have, depends on the fertilizer that you would use. Okay. Okay, yeah, just, uh, no, Josh and I, we, uh, we were at Esposito's last week and, uh, for an event that we had. We were just walking around the garden, and I uh, know both of us was like, we need to get into this garden. Because it's, it, it seems like it's so relaxing and it gets you away from the rigmarole of life, like just getting out there and growing. And there's scientific studies, you know, just touching dirt for a certain amount of time a day, just having your feet planted on grass. You know, just being around plants is scientifically proven to reduce, you know, your anxiety, your depression, your stress level, and life is too short to be stressed. Right, right. But and also, you put yourself in a position to eat healthy. So, how, and besides the obvious, but how, how much of an advantage does growing your own food give you in being able to um, get on a healthy level and maintain a healthy level? So, I would say the largest advantage as a parent uh, my children are just just aging out of the toddler stage was getting children to eat healthy and that's a struggle I see with a lot of parents my friends parents um, and the struggle I had even when my children were, were younger the first time my son and my daughter ate broccoli they picked it off a broccoli plant okay and they were excited to eat it like they can't wait to pull carrots they can't wait to you know pull tomatoes and the struggle of like trying to make my kids eat healthy isn't a struggle because they want to eat what they planted. Right. If they plant it, they grow it, they pick it, and I'll let my son cook it. And they're just like, this is my plant. I made this. this is, I made these carrots. Right. These carrots are good, y'all. I made them. So, you know, That's that pride that, that they instill in themselves right. and that ownership and that connection to the earth. So the, the greatest advantage as far as eating healthy, because I, I, mean, I eat pretty healthy, mm -hmm. but it's my children that brings me the most reward is right. seeing them want to eat healthy. Right. Save some money as well. Save some money. <laughs> but I have to go spend all of it. Okay. So, if you don't mind, if you want to take a look at some of the plants that you have in your garden, kind of learn more about what's in the garden. So, we have um, some tomatoes. Mm -hmm. We have some eggplant. We have more tomatoes. <laughs> so, what we have right here is actually a sweet potato vine that volunteers. We planted sweet potatoes here last year. Okay. And Sometimes you'll get volunteer plants, so things that you planted will drop seeds and must not have gotten them all. And we have some that, that that's growing, it's going to continue to grow, and we let it grow. Sweet potato plants, okay. Sweet potato, they're good. So we have some bell peppers, some purple bell peppers, some green bell peppers, some jalapeno peppers. And then right here, oh, string beans. Some of my favorites. So we eat string beans a lot. Anything that's, that's in season, we tend to eat all the time. Right. So we have some string beans. We have some Christmas squash. If you want to pick them all. I see someone. You see one side. over there? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, you got yep, there's some on the other side. So anywhere you see a flower, right. a yeah. squash will grow. Okay. Also the squash grows out of the flower. It grows out of the flower. It has to be pollinated. So when I talk about companion planting, we have some flowers over there. And a lot of a lot of um, plants produce flowers. They have to be pollinated, so okay. it produces male and female flowers. Right. So if you don't have bees, well, yeah, uh, well, I I understand how important bees. If the bees die off, we in bees trouble. Bees die off. You don't have bees. You don't have something pollinating this. You right. won't get any fruit. Right. So stop killing the bees. Stop killing the bees. Just let it fly and just run away or something. You want some squash? So this is another volunteer tomato. So we had tomatoes here last year. Okay. But you can see it drop seeds and. Right. Yeah, we just and, and volunteer means that the seeds were uh, not necessarily perfectly right. dry. We did not plant that there. Okay. That grew on its own. Okay. This is some okra. That's one okra plant. We've actually had a tough time with okra. We planted them three times from seed. Mm -hmm. But all of these are little okra plants that, um, for some reason, okra has been kind of tough for us this year. Right. That's a plant that's growing nicely. Okay. Zucchini. Okay. And I, I love the, the history of okra. The story behind it, because you know, it comes from the continent, it comes from Africa, and it was it was brought over in the in the hair of the women, mm -hmm. and like um, gumbo. What what's the the real meaning of uh, real name of gumbo is okra or something like that. It's, it's I'm, I know I'm saying that part wrong, but that's the history of the, of the okra coming from the continent. And that's the power of growing your own food is you can pass stories like that. Yes. Yeah, because you know, if somebody was standing right there, we'd never know that. That's some. That's a piece of our history. Exactly. You know, that's connected to. Exactly. So behind you, we have uh, it's, it's a mess. But it's a whole bunch of herbs. It's a watermelon patch. Right. That watermelon is almost ready. Okay. Uh, but you, this is gonna continue to grow. We have a bay leaf tree, um, lemongrass. I just need to set me up a little hammock right here. All of this is meant. So cool, and you and you are taking your time to teach people how to do this. How to do this? To everybody, themselves. everybody can have an edible yard. So right. we have some cantaloupe back there. We have blueberry bushes. So these also need to cross pollinate. So we have a different type of variety. There's a couple bushes on, over okay. there as well. So and the cross pollination happens with the bees. With the bees. Okay. We need we need pollinators. Okay. Bees, wasps, butterflies, dragonflies. Right. All right. Anything that flies spreads apart. Right, right. And we actually just tore down a whole bunch of sugar snap peas and sweet peas right, right here. Right. And then we just planted some sweet potatoes in this mound. And that bed right behind there. Okay. So as far as this specific sweet potato mound, what's in this particular soil that may be different in the watermelon soil? So this was actually a pine tree that we cut down. Okay. It's huge, and you can see it has shoots that are start or suckers that are starting to come up because mm -hmm. the roots are still alive. And when the roots of a tree get stressed out, it sends out suckers as a way to grasp for life, but it doesn't know the tree's gone, so it ain't come right. back. Right, right. Um, and then there's some earth garden soil mix in here. So I make my own soil, which has a lot of the stuff I talked about. It has topsoil, it has composted pine bark, which is similar. Um, it has chicken manure, worm castings, um, mushroom compost. And then for this crop, because it's a root vegetable, when we plant anything that's a root crop, we put bone meal in it. Okay. Um, we put, I think, fertilizer in it as well, maybe one more other thing, and just mix it all in. And all of that, you know, it can be as simple as just getting some dirt right. and planting it, you know. Being that I am the daughter of a son of a researcher in agriculture, <laughs> Uh, we tend to do a lot of experiments. Right. So each year it's like, let's make a new concoction. Let's try this. Oh, let's good. try that. Right. 
So it's always an experiment out here. Oh, that's good. And so as far as tending to the soil, how often or uh, what's that process like to get it ready to grow in that So it just depends um, because like I said, we cut a tree down and we had a lot of the, the residue of the tree. We didn't do a lot here. Um, over here though, there wasn't any soil there. It was just grass. So right. what we did is we laid cardboard and then kind of layered like lasagna, um, cardboard, pine straw, soil, um, fertilizer to kind of um, protect it. And this is called a no-till bed. This is called a no-till bed. Um, it has cardboard to block uh, the weeds and kind of kill the grass. And then it's layered like lasagna with uh, different types of soil, fertilizer, pine straw, and then the plants are on top with the same Josh and I, we wanted to get more into gardening, learn more about gardening, and just um, educate ourselves so we can make sure that we're not only healthy, but educate more people. So I really do appreciate you taking your time out to be a part of this and talk to me and let us display your garden, because what you're doing is awesome. I've always thought what you're doing is awesome, so I was like, let me make sure we get on this healthy, happy hour Thank you. Thank and you. just make sure more people see what's going on. And once we get more open, I want to invite you to like one of our events so we can do some different things and have some kids as a community people. Because I think more people need to learn about Earth's Garden and more of the community gardens that we have in Tallahassee. Because we are fighting diabetes, heart disease, all these other disparities, obesity, and all these things. And we want to make sure that we're healthy and you're a great resource to make sure that we can be healthy. So I want to salute you and we want to make sure we show some love and give you your flowers and say thank you because you don't have to do what you It's hot. It'd be hot and I've seen the picture. Yeah, you it'd be like, hot outside. But, but you, despite all of that, you can see the greater mission for our community and I do want to thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so one more time, tell people your website. Website is earthgardenllc.com. Instagram is earthgardenllc. Facebook, earthgardenllc. Email LLC at gmail. Hit me an email. Um, I love talking about gardening stuff. I love talking about planting. So if you want to talk, hit me up. We'll chat. Yes, yes. And once again, I am Joseph Ward, the outreach coordinator and health educator for Neighborhood Medical Center in our Ryan White program. And I want to say thank you to my whole team, Tia Sweet, Ms. Sherelle Fountain, Ms. Elena Steeple, Ms. Ms. Uh, Kayla Bing, want to give a shout out to Mr. Ian Costello, Mr. Mark Leonard, definitely Mr. Josh Davis, our whole Ryan White team, our whole Neighborhood Medical Center team, our CEO, Mr. Nate Freeman. Thank you for allowing us to do this, and we'll see y'all next month for Healthy.